Steve, happy Monday. <laughs> happy Monday to you, man. It's uh, I feel like I'm back to the living there. My wife and I uh, had a pretty good cold, tested negative for COVID, but we like almost don't believe it because it was uh, pretty good cold there for a week. So, and you're kind of right in that same boat. You got similar symptoms to what we had. Yeah, I think. Omicron spreading so fast because apparently it's contagious through the internet and you gave it to me as <laughs> we're on the opposite sides of microphones thousand miles away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know it sure feels good to, um, yeah, just, yeah, like literally feel like a part of the world again. It was a good solid week there that was kind of down for the count. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I'm on the, I'm recovering for sure. But yeah, there's like, even this weekend I went for a run Saturday and I think a lot of that's good. Just like get outside, do something physical, sweat it out. But I definitely was not feeling normal afterwards, but we'll get, we'll get there for sure. Um, I'm going to mix it up a little bit on this Monday minute. So one thing we've done in the past on Instagram is they have a, like a questions feature. Uh, And we used to do it somewhat regularly and hadn't done it in a long time. And then we did it on Friday. And so it goes out to our Instagram audience, which is, I don't know, 70,000 plus people or something like that. Obviously, we don't get uh, responses from everyone, but we get dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of questions. And we respond to most of those right there on Instagram. But as we were doing that, I had noticed a pattern in a lot of the questions that I thought it would be good to talk about on the podcast because I'm sure that uh, many listeners have some of the same questions. And honestly, it kind of ties together uh, as a theme. And so the big idea, Steve, is we got a lot of questions on, hey, have you guys considered making a blank? Or is the reason you guys don't sell blank, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, fill in the blank with a bunch of different stuff, right? But um, it just comes up over and over and over again. So we'll hit some of the specifics that come up repeatedly. Uh, and then I think from a high level, Steve, we can also talk about a theme of why don't we sell this, that, and the other thing. Um, one example for that is we get the question a ton on bino harnesses. Hey, does Exo make a bino harness? Or hey, I would love to see an Exo bino harness that integrates with the pack, et cetera, et cetera. So, we'll we'll start with that one just as like an example. Um, what would you say about that one in particular, Steve? Um, like almost all of these, you're going to ask come back to: Is it a product that I personally feel like I can make better and and contribute to the hunting community, hunting community and, and, you know, improve a hunter's experience out there in the field. Is it a product that I see has a problem? Is it a product that I am passionate about? Um, it's never, I mean, EXO is entirely different than the vast majority of companies and that I don't want it to get big. Frankly, it's bigger right now than I want it to be. I'm not like, I have this goal in my head of like, Oh, we're going to be a X and X size company someday. Like, no, I like have no desire for that. I like our small company. You know, we have this very, um, just awesome family like atmosphere here. And we also have, um, a small customer base and that there's so many of our customers that, you know, whether it's me, you, Jake, Pat, like we have personal relationships with these people. And so I don't ever want to lose that. I don't want to get too big that we lose that feel, um, it's just not a desire of mine. I think it's, uh, 
I'd much rather stay right where we are. If, if people ask me, like, uh, you know, in a private conversation, like, well, what do you see with XO? What do you want? And I'm just like, man, if I could press pause right now <laughs> and let this run for <laughs> 10 to 20 years, I'd be very, very happy. Uh, obviously, there's plenty of challenges in operating and owning a business. And um, one of them is you, you can't pause. You, you got to continue to innovate and continue to push and uh, stuff like yeah. that. But I think, all, all, and I think to clarify, because we've obviously talked about this a lot privately. By pause, you mean the size of the company, customer yes. base, et cetera, not because I know not you're still in, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, say yeah. like you're as passionate as ever. I think about oh, design and innovation and whatever, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like I just, yeah, I mean, we're, we've been working very, very hard for the last two years on the next series of these packs and um, still got a, at least a year to go before they're ready. But uh, um, yeah, I'm as, as passionate as ever on that. Cause there's always like a, someday I'll, I'll reach uh you know, I think the pack has reached its peak performance. Um, and it, then it becomes really like almost, I feel like where the, the archery market is right now with bows, right? Like they, they really haven't changed a whole lot in 10 years. Um, you know, they probably peaked 10 years ago and now they're just very, very small increases. I did see some random off topic, like cool, um, you know, cool things. Like obviously one thing with bows is tuning and, and having to be reliant on a pro shop. And so some of those features that they've been adding into bows recently is pretty cool um, mm-hmm. to be able to kind of tune at home and make life easier on that side. Uh, I know Matthews has got some cool stuff. I think Elite has a um, something uh, where you can adjust center shot or uh, yeah, your yeah, basically your center shot, but it's through the riser or the cams. Anyways, yeah, it's in the pockets, uh, I think. Yeah, like there's some cool stuff happening there, but for the most part, like the draw cycle, the quietness, smoothness, speed, accuracy, none of that's changed. Uh, so someday I think a pack is going to get there, but we're not there yet. I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing until I, until I get there. And hopefully that's a long ways away. Cause it's fun. It's fun continuing to evolve and, and make the pack better. Yeah. Um, I think I got off topic there. I'm sure no, I you're good, another man. part of your question, but yeah, yeah no, I um, hit on the practical or I can, from my perspective, maybe the practical aspects of a bino harness too, just while we're on that one, because this question comes up a lot. So for me, the short answer is, many of the harnesses on the market work incredibly well with our packs. Like, so you can get an FHF gear, marsupial, pick your poison and wear it with our pack. Some guys want the harness to be integrated to the pack. And I don't know if it's their uh, context or if they just haven't fully thought through that, but I can't tell you how many times I'm like sitting the glass and taking my pack off. Right. And so it's like, if the harness is attached to your pack, you need to either constantly remove the harness from the pack or glass with your pack on. Like, I just don't personally see the benefit to that. Yeah. That's clear. Like clearly guy. I mean, the problem there is the harness and they're, they're, you know, they rub on your neck. Uh, If they're bulky, they get in between the pack and you and cause discomfort. Uh, So, you know, you need one that's designed well, but yeah, there's, you know, your packs on, 80% 80% of the time, you know, the duration of a day, if you're up on your feet moving and you're going to sit in glass and, and you always want, you know, my, my binos I need on my chest. If I'm going to, you know, uh, maybe not, not even elk hunting, but how many times do you take your pack off to make a final stock? And then what do you, then all of a sudden now you've got to pull a, you got a, like an extra harness built into the back of the, of the final pocket that you then got to pull out and put on. It just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah. Why we don't do a bino harness to be specific. I just don't see there's a million options out there. There's a lot of great companies. FHF is a great company. We've got a great relationship with them. I don't, 
have any desire to step on their toes. I didn't invent a binars. It's never been an idea that I had, like, um, not that I invented a backpack, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't see any, any desire or need to do it. If I, you know, someday five years down the road, I have an idea pop in my head and, you know, maybe, um, but again, it's gotta be, it's never, it's never money driven. It's never like, how are we going to increase sales this year? I'm going to add this product or that product. It, it's always for me, performance-based. I gotta, uh, I have to be personally passionate about it. Otherwise, um, that comes through in the product, right? Like if you're not passionate about the design, you don't go that extra mile designing it. Uh, it's just kind of lackluster. And yeah, especially when the market is already saturated in vinyl harnesses, I just don't see a need. Yeah. I love the answer to that. Some questions, the answer is how come you don't do this? Cause Steve doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, man. <laughs> but that's, like I said, that's the driving compass for the company, man. It's like, I, uh, I gotta be passionate about it. And not that I, I'm not passionate about our 6,400 back, but I, you know, obviously we need to, I need to fill that gap for the guys that uh, want to use our frame and uh, don't know how to pack. So. Um, <laughs> slight like, jab, uh, slight jab. Yeah, slight jab. <laughs> <laughs> or guys in Alaska or nah, you know, there's legitimate. Know, yeah. There's, there are very few um, legitimate excuses for a big, a bag that big for sure. The gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> All right. Let's hit another high level one. That's super easy to answer and has less of a technical. Here's why explanation. Uh, and again, this comes up regularly. It came up half a dozen times. I bet on Friday on the Instagram thing. When is EXO going to make hunting apparel such as clothing? Yeah. I mean, never, uh, same thing as a bino harness. Uh, again, it's just not something, um, the hunting industry is, it's not something I'm passionate about, uh, clothing, from my limited understanding is a giant pain in the butt, the amount of sizing and skews and materials and um, trying to do that. Like I wouldn't have any interest in doing that overseas, you know, XO is a U.S. company. Um, and really, I think that's where it has to be done. I think there's uh, who's that company out of Montana for low. I believe they're doing everything 100, 100% U S based. Um, but that's uh uh, those guys got some money behind them. That's all I could say in order to do that. That's some serious capital, uh, mm -hmm. some serious investment, and awesome. It's great to see. So that's cool. Um, I've always like, there are gear or clothing items that I'm passionate about that I'd love to like call up first light one day and say, Hey, I want to make these pair of pants. Can we partner on this together? Maybe, maybe you'll see that someday in the next five years, but um, that, yeah, that'd be about it. So cool. All right. This is always a hot topic one. Uh, and there is more technical. Here's my answers to this one. Steve, how come EXO does not sell a pack rain cover? <laughs> Cause they suck. Um, <laughs> Cause Steve doesn't like them. Steve doesn't like them. That's the answer. Defaults. All right. What are your reasons, uh, Steve? They don't, I mean, they don't really, if it's raining hard enough that I need a rain cover, um, then, you know, a I'm backpacking. So it's multiple days out there. I mean, you're not going to bother with the rain cover just for the day. If you can go back to a camp and get stuff dry that night. Um, and so if it's, if it's that wet, I want to guarantee everything stays dry. And that's why we do our dry bag system. Um, cause the, the rain covers, it's okay. You completely shut off all access to the pack. If you need to get anything, you got to take the rain cover off. If it's windy, they're flapping in the wind. If you're busting through brush, they're generally made out of a light material, like a 70 D or even lighter. 
Um, you know, if you're in brushy Alaska, brushy Oregon, Washington coast stuff, they're just going to get ripped to shreds. Um, just not a fan of them. I mean, I, I get them. I understand them. Um, but a rain covers four, five, six ounces. Our dry bags are between six and nine ounces. So the penalty to add like a hundred percent waterproof protection, that's just a no brainer to me. Um, the only con that you can say is with a rain cover, you know, you keep your, the fabric dry so it doesn't get, um, kind of saturated and heavy, but it just, yeah, I, they just don't, if you, if I go do a pro pro and a con list of rain covers, there's so many more cons than pros, um, versus I do the pro con list with the dry bag insert. It's, um, you know, there's just no negatives other than the extra weight and the access changes, right. You gotta, it's, uh, um, our dry bags are RF welded, like fully on the seams and it's just a roll top. So you're basically limited to accessing everything to the top. You don't have to, you know, when I'm doing that, I'm only putting the items that have to stay dry. So sleeping bag and clothes and, um, you know, random stuff like that food that, you know, I don't want to be getting soaking wet inside the bag and then stove and spotting scopes and trap pads, all the crap that's going to get wet anyways. You know, that's, you're going to put external of that either on the side pockets of the pack or inside the bag, not in the dry bag. So it's have easy access to it. Um, it's just a better system. I don't, I, I understand that, um, some guys don't get it. Some guys prefer rain covers and that's great. There's a million options out there. You can jump on Amazon and buy one for 10 bucks probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's key is you'd probably succumb to your preference, Steve, if you needed to offer a solution that didn't exist, but exists, because there are a million rain covers out there, it's like, well, we, you know, by necessity, then we don't really have to make one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, Cause there's I, I, so many that work with yeah, our pack. I get it. It's cool that, um, the guys want to wear or have one that has an exo logo on it. Um, and that's awesome. I appreciate that. It's just, yeah. It's, um, it's just not something that's on my list for sure. So, yeah. All right. This one comes up super frequently as well. How come exo does not have a Nalgene holder that mounts to the hip belt of the pack? Hmm. Steve doesn't like him. Steve doesn't um, like him. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. sensing a, a title I, for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Things Steve hates or not hates. Yeah. Um they're just I just never I mean, A, I try to stress don't load up your hip like every thing you add to the hip belt is going to decrease its performance as far as how it's wrapping and conforming to your body and how it feels. And it, it only gets magnified the heavier the pack is because the heavier the pack is the, um, the tighter you got to get the belt. And so the guys that run, you know, holsters and pouches and cameras and now jeans, like all that stuff you want to add on there is just adding weight and decreasing the performance of the pack. And I'm definitely a, um, uh, I think I've made it clear. Like it's, it's performance first as far as how the frame fits and feels and rides on your body. Cause that is, you know, 95% of the time, that's what matters. And then features of how specifically a rifle's carried or how, you know, this pocket or that pocket, whatever, that's all kind of ancillary second stuff to me, right? Like performance first features second. Um, and in that specific regard, a full Nalgene is like two and a half pounds. And it's a lot of weight to throw off a, you know, a single little two inch wide point off your hip belt. Um, and so I've just not been a fan of it. Um, and they've, they've also, um, uh, I, I'm not a fan 
really of using one in the field. I know you have started to use them um, a little bit and, and I get it when it's really cold weather, they're nice. I did use one on the death hike this year, just kind of like forced myself to do it. Just like reconfirm that I don't like it. Um, but I'm just a big water bladder fan. They're, they're lightweight. You can carry a lot more water um, for the weight, uh, having the tube readily accessible right there off your shoulder. You drink a lot more water. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm a fan of the water bladder. So that being said, the new designs I'm working on, um, you know, you know, pricey in 23 ish. Um, uh, I'm, I'm working on having an algae in there, like building that into the design to make it more accessible for guys and also have that be a pocket that can be more universal for use of other things as well. Yeah. To me, the, as you said, I have used Nalgene some on and off kind of depends on the hunt and somewhat the will of my preference at the time. But I'm not a fan of the hip belts. Yes, the comfort performance you mentioned, but man, just the bulk too. And then yeah, to me, when they get half full, you know, you have the sloshing effect, which is one thing when it's back on the pack, but it, I feel and notice that differently when it's up on the hip belt. And, um, you know, sometimes even moving through thicker stuff or just the gate of the hike, um, you know, just they, they feel in the way to me um, oftentimes. So um, yeah, again, preferences, right. And there's many Nalgene holders that'll work. Yeah, you want to put I, could, hip belt. A, I could do a better job of, um, obviously as a company, we need to listen to our customers and, and, and take their feedback and, and work on stuff. And so, um, so I'm, I'm definitely trying to balance that again. It's just like, I always default to, do I want to use this or not? And, um, uh, that's one that's just never been on my list, but again, I'm, I'm working on it for the future. Yeah. And listeners, I do fight Steve at times. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Steve doesn't like it. I'm like, well, but, you know. (laughs) All right. Um, This one, I'm going to group like several different questions that came up here again, kind of in a theme. But we get, hey, you guys going to make a a whitetail pack? Are you going to make a turkey hunting pack even we had a guy on friday say hey i'd love to talk to you guys about a pack idea have to make a specific bear hunting pack etc etc so talk about the idea of i guess anything species specific or just kind of super targeted in general um versus kind of how our pack lineup is structured currently yeah um you know there's a you go back to my original statement of keeping small company. And uh, part of that is, you know, having a limited product offering, right? Like we're not getting too wide in our product offering to where, um, you know, we can't keep things in stock and we're, is there's so many variants that we're struggling on quality control and things like that. Um, and then uh, I also just in the pack design process, um, just kind of stay with that kiss principle, right? Keep it stupid, simple. Um, like generic is a word that pops into my mind that, that a, a pack can have a multiple multitude of uses. And I'm not building a pocket for something specific. Like our side pockets are good, you know, good, uh, example of this. Like they're, they are there for spawning scopes, but how they're built, um, they make it very easy to put other items in there. Right. Um, you can fill it up with a lot of other things, and so I definitely keep that in mind with everything. And the bags themselves just lay out well for really, you know, just general hunting use. And I don't know specifically, I mean, 
for bear hunting, I'm not sure how bear hunting differs at all from deer or elk or anything like that. Like Turkey, I could see where, you know, you're trying to carry a blind or trying to carry decoys or something like that. You could add some accessory or some straps or design a bag entirely around that. But um, again, that's just not, we're not trying to get very specific like that. Um, Maybe in the future, as we get more and more dialed, I mean, one thing that, that people don't see is, uh, on the back end of EXO, um, you know, you haven't seen a lot of new products from us recently. Um, a lot of that's just like, we got stuff pretty dang dialed in right now. And the second part of that is we've spent a lot of time on, the, on the back end of the, of the company, this, the side of it that people don't see our, our operations, um, our processes internally here, uh, just from everything from, you know, educating the customer to customer experience, to our quality control, uh, all that stuff um, has continued to make the company operate smoother and smoother because we've been growing every single year by pretty large margins, um, but we've been able to maintain our employee size because we just continue to get more efficient and better at what we're doing. And um, that's definitely a, a goal to continue working in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it, part of that like is on us too, to show the versatility of our packs. Um for certain people. So, you know, it comes up in the context of, Hey, I'm a Midwest guy. I whitetail hunt. I want a pack that I can take out West on elk hunt, but I can also use at home with, you know, a saddle hunting setup. And it's like, okay, great. We can do that. Let me show you how, right. Because, because we're not targeting or marketing to the whitetail world. A lot of those guys just don't see see our presence there or see how our pack applies to that. Um, and so it's just on us really from a customer education perspective of showing them the versatility of doing that. And we have some of that and thankfully we have resources. When that question comes up, we can point people to, hey, here's this blog article that shows how to use our pack system for saddle hunting, right? Because it honestly works great for it. Um, and so it's just a, it's a matter of really showcasing the versatility of the pack. And at the end of the day, as a customer, if I step back super objectively, that's what I would want because you take a high-end pack system that's going to cost you hundreds of dollars. You don't want to have to switch from your quote-unquote elk pack to your whitetail pack to your bear hunting pack or whatever, right? Like you want a solution that meets your needs, you know, not fully dependent on what time of the year it is or what you're hunting, but it has the versatility you need as a hunter to get the job done, which is I think really important. Um, final one related to that, Steve, uh, that's come up and basically, again, I'll summarize several different questions and, and throw it as a theme. Um, basically a pack for anything from traveling to going to school to weekend trips to whatever. And so I'll categorize that as people want EXO's take on a day pack or a travel pack or what have you that's not hunting specific, which again, we appreciate this because all it is is people reaching out saying, hey, I want to support EXO further. Can you make a pack for uh, you know, a weekend trip and whatever? But the answer is always we're so focused on systems that are capable of hauling heavy loads. And so it's not within the plans to make a day pack that doesn't have a frame or anything like that, but I'll let you elaborate. 
Yeah, that's the same answer for, to most of these questions, right? Like keeping the company small, staying focused on our core product, which is, you know, backcountry hunting packs and, and having simplicity and versatility within that. Um, and then it's like, okay, do we, do we want to add a new product? Am I passionate about duffel bags? No, sorry. Um, <laughs> they're so <doesn't>, exciting. <laughs> I mean, there's a million duffel bags out there and they serve a pretty basic function. Um, so yeah, we've gotten asked for, and it's, again, it's really cool that, uh, that we have this brand that people want to support Amazing. and, um, I can't, you know, I can't understate that enough, how awesome that is. It's just, um, I haven't figured out a way to, um, uh, I mean, operate, like expand the product line without sacrificing other things. Right. I, I mean, if I was to work on a duffel bag and design it, I don't know if that would take me, um, one week or six months, you know, I'd probably go down a wormhole of figuring out something cool. Um, but that would be time away from staying focused to performing the, the next frame that we're working on. Right. Um, and time is a, a limited resource and all my focus is, is on that right now. So I'm not going to say never, maybe five years, 10 years down the road, um, but it's sure just not something that's on my list right now of, um, doing that. And I just always go back to that. Like, it's gotta be something that, um, I'm passionate about that. I see a need for that, that I, you know, it could be a product that exists, but I could see like, oh man, if, if you change this, this, and this, that would really make it incredible. And, you know, it, it has to click, you know, multiples of those boxes for me, uh, in order to, to take it on. So, Yeah. I think the the theme we're talking about here with like the simplicity and, and saying no, because at the end of the day, every time you say, extrapolate this to products, to life, to business, whatever you want to do, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else to some extent, like period. Yes. All yeah. Because we have finite focus, finite energy, finite time, finite resources, et cetera. Um, and so when you say, yes, I will do or pursue or give thought to or energy to blank, that is going to limit the yes, the energy, the time, the attention you could have put to something else. 100%. And I honestly, the more we talk about this, even think about that with hunting um, for anybody listening. It's like, you know, there's like myself, I would love to hunt this and that and do it this way and that season and this weapon and all this stuff. Like there's so much desire and opportunity and experiences that I'd like to have. But at the end of the day, you have to like pare things down and have a limited focus to be successful at something. Um, and so I would just like encourage the guys listening, whether that's with hunting or life, it's like, it is so easy right now because information is endless. You can go learn about a million different things. And honestly, I purposely have to do this in my own life. It's like, I could get in a rabbit hole on YouTube, learning about something and have to remind myself, I could keep, you know, I could spend an hour learning more about whatever Brazilian basket weaving. I'm making something up <laughs> at the end of the day. Like, am I ever going to do anything with that information? And even stuff that's like cool to learn or that I would have an interest in, but don't have a practical application for it's really a waste of time at the end of the day. Um, and so, yeah, it's like really important just to realize that because there's so many distractions out there that 
what you say yes to what you say no to is really, truly important, especially now more than ever, just because again, opportunities and information are really endless out there. Yeah. Cool. What else, uh, all that being said, Steve, anything else, uh, kind of on the mind for right now for the new year, anything like that XO wise? Yeah, we're just, pl- I mean, plugging away. We're right around, right around the corner from show season, head over to, to Salt Lake and Portland, all of, uh, basically almost all of us XO employees are flying down to shot show next week to go check that out and gamble a little bit, have some fun. Um, just, yeah, and it's fun. It's fun. Uh, I guess I love this time of year. Just it's like phone calls all day long with not all day long, but you know, a uh, couple of day, I guess with buddies, like starting to plan out what this fall looks like and start getting excited for the next hunts. Right. <laughs> it's a, yeah. uh, my, uh, Oh, we got this book for the kids called like five days till Christmas. And, and then it's like the, you know, Christmas happens and the kids like, okay, 364 days till the next one, you know, it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically this eternal loop. Right. And we're like, it's right where we're at with hunting. Like, okay, hunting season over. What's the next one? Um, yeah. Start getting excited about it. Start. Uh, I'm already yeah, continuing just to, yeah. Like, you know, look at the gear and uh, stuff like that. What can I improve? What do I need to work on? Um, just looking forward to this fall for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, again, I, I did want to say, cause we chatted last week in the Monday minute and kind of mentioned my mountain goat hunt, like having customers, it kind of goes back to the theme of today, like having customers reach out to me personally by emails and texts and things like that. It's really cool to be connected with a group of hunters that are just positive. Right. And so just want to say thanks to everybody for uh, reaching out on that and the support. And again, if you didn't, I put out just the one article so far, but I'll have more stuff coming. If you guys want to follow along with that, uh, you can head to the XO blog. Uh, and then the other thing that came up last week, which, uh, we talked about kind of the one thing. So what's the one thing for this new year that you're just kind of, kind of challenge yourself to grow in, or maybe it's a hunt, uh, that you want to commit to something like that. We've had some great responses and, uh, we'll share more of those in the future. But if, that's something you guys meant to send in or just hearing about now, uh, just send that email. Let us know. It'd be fun to connect with you guys more on that stuff. So you can always reach us the email to podcast at exomountgear.com. Otherwise uh, we'll be back this week with a full episode. So be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button in your podcast app if you haven't already. And we'll talk to you soon.